It was nice to have him. It was fun. So, Star Wars news. Uh, Marianne, do you want to start with the Acolyte stuff? So we got more information about the Acolyte, so I'm pretty excited about this. But um, actress Daphne Keene, uh, she revealed that it's kind of an explanation of how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. It's a Sith-led story, which has never been done before. So then Tech Radar um, ha- did an exclusive uh, like um, interview. And so now we have a synopsis. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. And we also know that it will be eight episodes, but that's all we know. And we actually, and we don't know when it will be released, but that's a lot of information that we've gotten from them so huzzah well they're filming right now and because they just released the cast the main uh, cast yeah and they started production so they um that'll probably take about four months this is actually a decent segue into um mando news we finally have a date for mando season three and it March is March 1st. Yay. Yes. And it's confirmed a fourth season has been greenlit. Although I feel like when they started it, um, Favreau and Filoni said that they had planned for five seasons of it. Oh, so that, that makes I didn't sense. Know. That I didn't know. But um, I just knew that season that there was definitely going to be a season four. I knew there was going to be a season four. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling as long as they can keep it going, they will. Probably. <laughs> so, you know, it is the big budget one for Disney it is right gonna and it is gonna be released on wednesday which january 4th is when the bad batch will be released so it's gonna run into the bad batch so that's gonna be really interesting how we uh talk about this because yeah it's gonna be fun i wonder if they will end up changing it like maybe know. this is tentative but basically it was confirmed that mando uh filmed from april no, 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 hold on. Um, Mando season three filmed from October 21 to March 22. So that's what, four or five months? Four ish, five ish months um, of filming. So we'll say the Acolyte films for a few more months, probably early 2024. I think that's assumption. I think that's what the guess is. I know it's like Ahsoka is supposed to be in fall of 2023. Yeah, and they finished the filming that one. Skeleton Crew is going to be in the fall of 2023, I think. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say the Acolyte will be in the f- end of 2023, if not the beginning of 2024. So, more Somewhere likely 2023. There. Yeah, more likely 2023. So, I heard something really interesting about um, the Writers Guild because it used to be the Screenwriters Guild, I should specify. There's a lot of like, television that you can tell like there's episodes of like the office that got lengthened or shortened and whatever and like how met your mother and it's you know like if you have that era of television i'm sure the big bang theory also had some period where the episodes are weird and it's just because they had a writer strike and they had to make it work with what they had but it's because of how they schedule tv now because it used to be that if you were a writer on a show you had a job all year because it went on for 26 episodes or whatever and now if you're a writer on a show you have like you sit and you write the entire season and then they film it and you're done for two years until they film another season and if they don't choose to rehire you you don't get rehired and i was like oh man and they also don't have streaming as part of their um 
royalties right now that a lot of them um you know if you like for the office for instance because nbc produced it and if it went on and it did like a rerun on tnt or something the writers would get royalties for that mm-hmm. um but right now with the streaming services the writers aren't getting a cut of that deal they're saying there might be a delay in television production because the writers are going to go on strike until they can get their demands met you know just more scheduling delays for everybody but also i mean we want to support writers because they're the ones making everything happen so not exactly star wars news but it could be in the future (laughs) other speaking of writers but a different kind uh they announced this week which I think this had been rumored, but now it's confirmed that there's going to be a book that is a pre-order. No, no, it was always, it was already confirmed. This We just got the, it was already the confirmed. Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I pre-ordered it months ago. Um, oh, so we got yeah. all the details about this book. Yeah. That's the pre-slash-sequel. It's the middle, it's the middle content between yeah, the two Jedi Between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi. So from what I understand, there's a character that helps them find the fifth brother yeah it's supposed to take so it's it'll be released march 7th so it'll be it'll come out around the same time as mando season three and supposedly jedi survivor is supposed to come out in march as well and um people are speculating that we might get an official release date this month as well as a new trailer like an official official trailer um but nobody has said anything yet actually in fact um ea star wars on facebook has changed their banner picture to jedi survivor so we might be getting something this month i don't know i wonder if they'll do the thing where they drop everything on christmas and they'll be like merry christmas (laughs) um i know they try not to do that because they don't want to do pr over the holidays but nowadays with everything being automated where you can just schedule things and you know set it to go it wouldn't shock me People are also if hoping for more, stuff. more stuff on the Bad Batch because it does come out in a month. So people are hoping for like another trailer for that. But I would like been, another trailer. There haven't been any, like the only marketing was during um, our celebration and that's it. And so we're like, and, oh, and then of course, when they announced the official date at Disney Plus Day, I think that was. Um, but it's like, is there more? <laughs> like, what else are you going to give us? But the fucking speculations on tiktok are driving me up the wall because i'm like i'm scared now to watch season two i am fucking frightened (laughs) because of people's speculations (laughs) oh my god i mean uh, there's always bodies rolling (laughs) but it's just like but like people are taking are taking that the piece of information where Cody was supposed to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi and they're just absolutely running with it. And I'm just like, please yeah. don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> we don't know. Well, we don't if know. it wrecks us, it wrecks us. Yeah, um, we're going to watch it either way. I'm pretty sure they were just waiting um, because, you know, Andor was airing Tales of the Jedi aired at the same time. And I think they were just like waiting for that to end because now it's been over a week since Andor ended. So I think that's why they were like, okay, now we're going to go ahead and, be like here's a bunch of announcements today and like they'll probably drop announcements about once a week is my assumption with the exception of christmas but also i think they're trying to hype up a lot of the other stuff just because like i would announce mando right now because it reminds all your kids that they want grogu for christmas Mm, yeah (laughs) 
and stuff like that. Although I know the Bad Batch is supposed to be more geared toward kids, but I feel like it's like adults no. watching it for sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely not a kids thing. I don't know what these people are thinking, but I am just like, oh my gosh, I am so nervous for this. I'm still kind of peeved about the whole Rex might have a love interest thing. I'm like, why? What's the point? What is that? Why I, would you take it, Rex from us? Is it just to show that he's like human? You know, give him human traits or something like that and rafa marta are you kidding me i'm pretty sure rafa's lesbian like she's lesbian coded i mean we don't know where that came from so it could just totally be somebody's headcanon oh yeah no i have and, no idea you know, we don't twitter know. ran twitter ran wild with it come on twitter happened, get it so. together yeah so. <laughs> for all sorts of reasons <laughs> yeah twitter just going down in flames over here and we're just trying okay so this week, uh, normally we've been reading about five chapters, but since we spent all of our last episode on Andor, we went ahead and read 10, which I probably could have finished it. Oh, yeah, me but, too. <laughs> like, you know, we would have been here a I long was time. very close to, like, just saying fuck it and finishing it. But I was like, nope, 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 I'll hold on. I put it off because I was reading some other books. Um that I was highly invested in. Oh, well, it's funny. It's actually, uh, I just found out that, because I'm also reading Attack of the Clones, I'm actually almost done with Attack. I have six chapters left of Attack of the Clones, too. And I was like, well, shit, I can get these done real quick. What am I doing? What am I procrastinating for? (laughs) That's what I read. I think I read all five. Well, I shouldn't say all five, because there were 10. I read five of the chapters last week, and then I waited until last night to read the other five. (laughs) And I was like, I could just keep reading. And it kind of ends at a place where you do want to keep reading. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, We decided to end on a cliffhanger this time by accident. But after this, there's only six chapters left. That being said, all of the crazy stuff happened. So I guess we will. I shouldn't say all of it. But the stuff we were waiting on and the stuff we theorized, it all happened. It all happened, yep. Let's get into it. Chapter 16. All right, so 16 is when they go to Ryloth. And that's when Joff is like, I'm going to take matters in my own hands. And um, they, they like, what do they do? They break into the spy satellites. So they're, so they just get into those uh, satellites and um, they're tracking Rin Ravindai. Um, Yeah. Him and um, he's there. Isn't he, who is he there with? Because is that when Greer, is he there with Greer? No, 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 no. This is um, Leia, Joff, uh, C-3PO, and Core. Okay, so it's Core that he, because um, he couldn't get a hold of Leia, because Joff was like, I'm just going to do it. And she was yeah. like, we should really wait. And he yeah. was like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> well, because just... Castrofo, um contacted them and said, we need to use these to find right him. and Greer's with Castorfo. That's what right. I was thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then we get into chapter 17, which goes back to Castorfo and Greer. And um Castorfo was going to go meet with um Hadrassian. Uh and you know Greer's supposed to stay behind and Greer doesn't like it, but he's like, just you know, hang back. I, I, I think fly casual. <laughs> um so he's going to meet with Hadrassian and she's showing him um, the, uh, so like just a, um, a recap for Hadrassian. Hadrassian has the helmet of an Imperial guard. That was her brother's. He, her brother was an Imperial guard for the em- emperor. Hold on. I think this is where he, oh, this is where he actually sees that he gets to see the helmet. 
she um they meet up so he actually sees the helmet itself and so what, this is an interesting thing about rant about Castorfo because like when you first meet Castorfo he's like the empire you know and you're just like oh this guy worships the empire yeah no he likes the empire but he absolutely hates Vader and Palpatine like he cannot stand them he likes the idea mm-hmm. of what the, the what the empire represents but he does not like Pal- Palpatine and Vader, which he tried to explain in the beginning, but you know, we're all just like, you're full of shit. Yeah. You know? He was like, I'm, he likes the pomp and circumstance of like a true monarchy that yeah. has a single figurehead and everything. But what he hates are um, tyrants. Right. And so, so he has a flashback to when Vader choked his father, didn't kill him. I don't think he killed him. I think he just choked him. It doesn't say he died. It just, well, he had thrown Papa down like trash and then that's it. So we know that he hates Vader and we should have known that, um, I mean, I was starting to get the idea. There was a point though, where I was like, oh, this is the whole point. Like the real emotional impact of the book. Yeah. Not to get into the spoilers that we're already going to talk about but like at some point i realized oh this isn't going to be about leia versus the galaxy it's going to be about her and him but i think it was just one of the points where they were i think it was one of the moments where she was reflecting on it where she was like actually he is like he's he's actually like one of my friends now you know and i was like oh this is actually where it's going to go bad yeah but i wasn't really thinking of it when he was talking about vader i guess i was just really into it (laughs) He's I was great. in the moment. I actually yeah, like him. But I cool. actually like him now, but we'll see what happens when we finish this. He grows on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now Hadrassian has confirmed that these are Amaxine warriors. Ransom, uh, I want to call him Ransom. Castro has realized they weren't reenacting battles or training for them. So they're building up something and preparing for something. So then Castro is like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get into a fight. I'm like, okay. This is not going to end well. And it turns out, oh, no, he actually <laughs> does really well. And in fact, he talks about how he just thinks about that the dude he's beating the shit out of is Vader. And so he's just like, it's Vader. And he just starts wailing on this guy. Um, but he's also a very skilled fighter. Like, he's not just going in there and uh, swinging. He's actually an incredibly skilled fighter. And, yeah, he ends up um, in like this really cool duel where Glenn yes. was like, I'm going to go save him. Oh, right. I guess he's fine. <laughs> right. And so he takes out, you know, he wins the, him and Greer ha- or get together now and they, you know, exchange notes and stuff like that. Um, but uh, we have a, they have a base in the expansion region called Sabensko, which is kind of important later on. So then, so then, so then. <laughs> <laughs> um, he decides that he wants to um she's and like she's but she doesn't care about... yeah he she doesn't really care she doesn't care what caster she doesn't care about what caster and leia are up to she doesn't give a shit well she doesn't like believe him she's just like that's not a thing yeah yeah well, I shouldn't yeah. say she doesn't believe him because that's revealed later. That's not the point. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, she's just like, dude, no. Like, why are you even bothering to call me? Like, I'm in the middle of something that's also stupid. So bye. So now we get into chapter uh, 18. They decide. So they figure out that uh, uh, Rin Riven is on Harleff Minor. So like she's like, let's go to Harleff Minor because I'm gonna take him out to dinner. So she goes out, she gets out to goes out to um dinner with him, and she figures out that he's not behind the napkin bombing because he's just he's actually really 
upset about it. And uh, Leia decides to give him back. I think doesn't she give him back the? Uh, she gives him back hollow? the hologram. Yeah, the hollow thingy. Yeah, yeah. Um, hollow thingy. Very technical. Right. <laughs> so then, after her dinner with Rin Revenge, she goes to back to to Hosnian Prime, um, and uh, her close friend. Her close friend. You know, they're like, hey, by the way, you know, since you we're gonna be. Um, nominating you as first senator we need to talk about this and she looks at the newsreels about what happened um while she was gone and it's it's basically like what she thought it would be it's just there's two sides two theories two diametrically opposed opinions and no middle ground to speak of you know so the populists are blaming the centrist the centrists are blaming the populist you know shocker Um, which was the point is this where she's like the attack wasn't does she say this i feel like someone at some point is like the point of the attack wasn't even to attack it was to actually bring down the senate bring down the senate yes yeah just to cause the division yeah i don't know if she says it in this um well she says they had asked herself if the senate would break down whether they would come to a constant whether they would come to a constitutional crisis she wondered whether the napkin bombing would provoke some kind of conflict on a smaller scale but she had not consciously believed total governmental collapse could come to pass and if it did war would come along with it only now did Leia understand that she'd been calculating that risk all along moving it closer and closer to the realm of the possible within her own mind she's pretty sure she's she's concerned that they're about to go into war again so then we go into chapter 19. She's watching um, Castrofo's fight. She's like, huh, interesting. And she's like, so she believes that the Amaxine warriors have recruited him. And they now have made the connection that Rin Rivendai is connected to the Amaxine warriors, but they don't know, like, the way it works. They also were talking about the napkin bombing, how Rin Riven was, like, threatened by the bombing, but the Amaxine warriors were like, yeah, you know, let's go. Um, yeah which i will say i felt um because it's all like i mean we're getting to this like that it's all revealed to be connected but i was kind of surprised because i felt like it from the beginning it was like obviously it's all connected but then i was like i feel like the obvious thing is actually for them to be separate and maybe working against each other but i think it's more like everyone doesn't understand everyone involved doesn't understand that they're actually connected like Rin Riven die. Like he doesn't know what's going on. But he does. He only knows his part in it. So then Castrofo has a, a party. Um and he's showing he's showing off that helmet. And he's using this party to like listen, you know, to use the alcohol to his advantage and to listen to people with loose lips these imperial artifacts in fact several centrist senators were avid acquirers of imperial artifacts and castrofos was far from the most impressive in the senate offices um and so like there's a whole thing here where he's listening to people talk like this one i thought was really interesting uh to this day they've never adequately explained what happened to the first death star yes we all know the big story luke skywalker single starfighter blah 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 but honestly does that sound credible to you the empire had the greatest engineers in the galaxy and the death star was their finest achievement there's no way it could have been vulnerable to that kind of attack the emperor had to have been betrayed by someone on the inside ding 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 you got it he was betrayed by galen urso the engineer behind the death star although this is also which this kind of goes back to um i think we were talking about this but not on the podcast how you were saying how is it that like 
no one realized that Leia was Vader's daughter before this. But I was thinking about this when I was reading this, where I was like, how did the Rebels not just tell everybody, like, yes, Galen Erso was our war hero that sabotaged the star, uh, the Death Star for us, like, or for so the future, really. Out, this, book, this book came so both Rogue One and this book came out in 2016. Um, so my question is, first, I think I think Rogue One came out in December. Yes, December 16, 2016. So I wonder if this book came first before Rogue One. Um, it probably did, although I feel like because. I'm sure it did actually because they don't the only thing they release in December is holiday rom-coms <laughs> but they um I feel like they probably might have told her especially since this was early in the canon book era um they probably told Claudia Gray what it was but I what I think is that this is in service of that of his um suspicions later like this is like him like aha so you know, like, because he starts accusing Leia, I mean, this is much later, like, he starts accusing Leia of being a spy. I think that's what this is a part of. Like, he's like, oh, this answers so many questions, but in all the wrong ways, really. Right. So now Castrofo is starting to hear things where he was just like, yeah, fuck. So here, <laughs> these people, his political allies, weren't merely interested in greater centralization and efficiency. They waxed nostalgic for the Empire itself, for Palpatine, for the fear and obedience planets showed in the aftermath of Alderaan's destruction. The worst aspects of the Empire, the very things Ransom hoped to wipe away in a new order, were the elements of control these people wanted to bring back. And is then they it talk me? about am i yeah. the drama and so then like somebody even was like vader was like a second emperor and they're like can you imagine having a leader like that today and he's just like oh my god and in here like you had said earlier but he was no longer proud to be counted among the others who valued these artifacts to him the imperial relics stood for strength to others they stood for domination so yeah that's what you were talking yeah. about like he's just like that's yeah. why i think he's not going to be a first order person in the end so now this is where it gets a little juicy uh lady carice she um we hate her by the way yeah, i decided she, for I, us both. yeah that, don't worry <laughs> i don't like her either so she decides to she wants to get in the treasury and there's not much in there so she finds a box and it has engraved for princess leia organa of alderaan and here it says Wrinkling her nose, she began to paw through the useless things there. A tiny doll no taller than her hand, a small soft blanket of fine gillen down, a hexagonal mirrored music box, a ring sized for a tiny finger, and a lock of dark brown hair tied at either end with ribbon. These were childhood mementos no more. I'm pretty sure in The Princess and the Scoundrel, Leia talks about this very box and how she no longer has it because it was destroyed on Alderaan. I'm pretty sure this is the same one. I don't really remember that i mean it's definitely possible it was in there because there was a lot going on in that book does she talk about it maybe in the um... it's like in the beginning it's at the beginning okay because i yeah. she did talk a lot there was a lot of alderaan stuff in the beginning yeah no, is any of this in um what's the other one called the the younger princess leia book but claudia gray wrote that one too huh yeah claudia gray wrote that yeah she wrote that one too yeah, yeah. so it's yeah i mean it's probably the same but yeah, go 
Lady Kreese, so just being yeah, a nosy bitch. Now, Lady Kreese, yeah, she's just awful. And she picks up the music box and listens to it. Well, this music box has a secret in it. It's Bail Organa, and he is explaining everything in this message. Um, Which is kind of nice that he... I mean, Leia thinks this later, but when I was reading it, I was like, it's actually kind of nice that he planned on telling her eventually. Yeah. Because it does kind of... It is kind of sad where you're like, he's a great guy, but he did lie to her forever and never planned on telling her. But this just, you know, he did plan on telling her. Right. It's just his planet blew up and he was on it. So, yeah, it's a message from Bail Organa. It's a, it's a, yeah. So he's like, we've got to tell you, you know, and in, in, in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, um, her, she, it's always been known that Leia was adopted. She's always known her entire life that she was adopted. And when she goes to Naboo and she talks to um, uh, Panaka, she's like, everybody knows I'm adopted. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a secret. Everybody knows. Which and is that, really interesting. It's also in Kenobi. It's yeah. mentioned several times. Exactly. And so Panaka starts to put two and two together because she's wearing the dress that Padme wore for the peace ceremony in the Phantom Menace. And he's like, you, and so he's like, who were your birth parents? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> because Bale never told her. And now here, Bale in this recording, he's telling her that her mother was Padme Amidala, former queen and senator of the planet Naboo. And then he's like, also, your father was Anakin Skywalker, um, one of the last Jedi Knights in the Great Hero of the Clone Wars. And in in um, in Obi-Wan Kenobi and in uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, especially in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, she's like, well, my mom died, I think they said died giving birth to her, and then her father died in one of the last battles of the war. That's what she was told. Not wrong, I guess. No, exactly. Not really <laughs> wrong. They're not, not entirely wrong. The worst. It's a certain point of view. A certain point of view. You know, Bail is taking a page out of Obi Wan's book. So then this is when, you know, of course, Kreese got to hear. She's like, that's when he says, Your father has become Darth Vader. Now, okay, nobody for the longest time, nobody knew that Anakin Skywalker had survived and become Darth Vader. Obi Wan didn't know for 10 years. I'm assuming. That Obi-Wan told him after he rescued Leia. I'm assuming Obi-Wan told him. Oh, you know what? This did not occur to me till just now that yeah, Bail is not supposed to know. So or that I... he didn't know when she was very small. But I wonder if Bail just put two and two together where he was like, oh, you know what? Definitely Anakin Skywalker. We'll just not mention it. Or it's very possible that obi-wan told him especially because in um the obi-wan series at the end when he goes when he like um you know he comes back to alderaan i feel like he would have to tell him to be like hey oh, yeah. by, the way, by the way you might yeah. want to avoid vader <laughs> right that's that's the thing a lot so, of like, reasons when did bale find out because because everybody was under the assumption because obi-wan was under the assumption that he was dead so so was everybody else and Yoda. I, I think that's likely either I think probably because obviously Obi-Wan wasn't around like the show wasn't around at the time this book came out so I think they're probably just operating off of this 
assumption that Bale put two and two together. Right. And somehow Yoda finds out too, which I'm sure Obi-Wan told him at one point. You know, well, but... Yoda has the whole thing with the wills and the force. He's all. No, 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 no. Yoda, Yoda knew because he saw the recording that said that. Um, no, no, no. Yoda already knew. No, you already knew that Vader was uh, Anakin was Darth Vader because um, when they're in the temple, when Obi-Wan and Yoda are in the temple, they're in um, the force, uh, the Revenge of the Sith. Um, Yoda's like, no, don't, don't watch the recording. And he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do it anyways. And you hear Palpatine say to Anakin, "You've done well, Lord Vader." So Yoda's known the entire time. Okay, so maybe Yoda told him. Yes. Well, or, to well, or you know, Bale, we don't know. But we don't yeah, know. Bale somehow finds point. out. Bale somehow finds out <laughs> that yeah. Anakin is Darth Vader. We don't know how. We don't know when. Based don't know. on the Obi Wan Kenobi series, we're gonna say around. We're gonna say after around Leia was brought back. We're gonna we're gonna say that Bale found out ten years later, along with Obi Wan. Oh, but let's talk about the message real quick. When I was reading it, especially later, like um, when it gets brought up again, um, and then Leia finish watches it, finishes watching it. I felt like the prequels, you know, the the little like three minute recap at the very first episode of Kenobi. I felt like it was like that. Like it was so beautiful, much more than the prequels really deserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you know, where it was just like your mother was a strong, wonderful person who was like, you know, just rooted in like a capstone of the galaxy and all this stuff. And then it was like, and your father was a noble Jedi Knight. And they fell in love. And I was like, this is so beautiful. As if I, I haven't I seen know. the whole story a hundred times. And I was like, man, like freaking Bail Organa just being a better storyteller than freaking George Lucas himself. <laughs> but uh, it's a I mean, recording. yeah, not to give Bail Organa credit where obviously Claudia Gray is due. But, you know, like it's just... Um, I thought it was a good recording. So probably my favorite part of the book, actually. So, so now, far. so now, um, Lady Carice is like having some kind of like moral, um, moral uh, conundrum because yeah. she's like, I've got to tell people, but I cannot break the royal oath. You know, I finally and... got my stupid royal title, and now yeah. I can't break my stupid royal oath. And now I, yeah, exactly. And so it's just like just kidding he said oh no he says now lord vader he says Never lord mind. vader he does say lord vader okay okay so yoda fucking knows anyways well and he knew Freaking he was yoda. and 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 either obi-wan wasn't paying attention or he knew that vader i don't know i well i think the assumption was i think it was probably Obi-Wan's oh you know what assumption. i'm so, i'm so stupid because because <laughs> i'm dumb i'm done i'm so dumb because Obi-Wan thought he died on Mustafar. He knew he turned into Vader, but he thought he died on Mustafar. And he was so holed up and isolated in Tatooine. Because this is what happened in Legends, too. Uh, in Legends, Kenobi was, like, sitting at a bar in Tatooine. And then when he heard, like, Darth Vader, he was like, what? He's alive? So he's so holed up on Tatooine, he probably wouldn't have gotten the news that Darth Vader was alive until Reva told him. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyways, back to the book. Sorry. Oh, sorry well, sorry. I was just going to say, I think the assumption probably was just that like he like obi-wan felt like he had watched him die like he was like i killed anakin you know and so then he probably just assumed that palpatine found a new person and just named him vader 
also since Palpatine's yeah. handing out Sith names and it's all the same <laughs> one. Apparently. Um, like that, I think that was just like maybe that was the assumption, but also, yeah, like Tatooine's pretty remote place, even though we have like most of Star Wars there, <laughs> right? But yeah, I guess that's the point though, but. Yeah, anyway, I guess back to the book. Back to our favorite yeah, terrible character, Lady Shoes. All right, so she is having a moral conundrum. She's like, do I tell? Because, and then she's like, well, maybe Leia didn't, doesn't even know. Could be she doesn't even know. For all we know, she doesn't know. So she's like, okay, I'm going to keep it a secret. So now we go into chapter 20. Uh, Greer and Joff are looking for jobs. Um, Quote, unquote, jobs. Yeah, they're looking for one. Very specific to, job, really. Uh. Sibensko. Sibensko. Yep. They're looking for a job that's going to take them to Sibensko and they find it. 3PO is like, are you kidding me? You're going to go on a dangerous mission? And, th and she's like, in the quarter century you served me, have you ever known me to run away from danger? Well, no. <laughs> you Yet you might eventually develop a stronger instinct for survival. <laughs> I do love 3PO. And then he pulls in book. Solo and she's just like, no. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Captain Solo. And she's like, shut up, 3PO. <laughs> so then <laughs> um, Leia talks about, like, how much her life is going to change when she does become, if she does become, or when she becomes the official candidate. You know, 3PO's like, you know, when you become the official candidate, you're going to be doing all kinds of shit. And you're like, she's like, you know what, you're right. And you can tell she doesn't really want to do it, but she also knows that she's the only person that can do it. And hold it all together. Like, yes. And so she's like, I guess I will sacrifice this this chapter of my life for the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I'll keep serving. It's fine. It's fine. It's all I've so ever then, done. I guess it's fine with Han right now. But oh yes. God, I reached my goal move, my move goal for the 365th time. Good job, me. All right, anyways, um, so now what? we're back to Castorfo. It's my Apple Watch. Oh, uh, now we're back to Castorfo. Castorfo is he's like, you know what? He really liked that fighting bit he did, uh, with the Maxine. So he's like, let's go, let's try it again. So he goes into like a kind of training, and Leia shows up. She's like, hey, how's it going? Or she shows up on a hollow, and she's like in a nightgown, I think, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, remember. it's like her, it's like a nightgown in a robe or something. That yeah. is just clearly super casual. Right. And she's telling him that Groff and Jir, uh Joff and Greer <laughs> got um got a trip to Sebensko. Sebensko. So then now um Leia and Castorfo, all right, let's go. Let's absolutely go. We're gonna do this. So now we go into 21. Uh, they're celebrating. So I thought this was really interesting because I thought Hosni and Prime was like Coruscant, where it was like one big city planet, but I don't think so because it says here, um, in ancient times, it seemed the equinox had been marked with boat races, and to this day, racers traversed a course that followed the river's winding path. People had gathered along the banks of the river, whether in verdigris tinted pavilions or on blankets spread upon the grass. The massive capital cities skyline seemed more distant than it was contrasted with the simpler pleasures on offer here picnics were brought out by droids that rolled unevenly across the soft ground or on hover trays owned by the wealthier or wiser i was so... kind of picturing hosnian prime as like yavin 4 like that it's mostly i think just because that's like where the you know the rebellion was for so long i guess just in my mind it was like 
um, no, it's a populated, not, because... not like a, it's a full on forest planet, but that it's just like, I was picturing it not a full city. Maybe I, a little Alderanian. You know? for, for whatever reason, I was, and I don't know why. And it, and it's and all because of that clip from The Force Awakens where we see Hosni and Prime get destroyed, which for the longest time I thought was Coruscant, and I feel so stupid. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they even mentioned in the movie, I mean, it was Hosni and Prime! <laughs> maybe they did, but just the lack, the complete lack of um, context that you had for that movie like looking back because i like the force awakens i oh, think yeah, it's definitely too. the best sequel but it's like i really wish we had had anything just to give you more context for that because it was like these five planets died and you don't you've never seen any of them before <laughs> and you know well i was also a little miffed at the planet or the the um the star killer base because i was like um, it's just the least creative thing, <laughs> like and in it, my mind. It was it was but... Ilum too. Oh, it was like that made, guys. Me sad. that made me sad that they used Ilum, but I know why they used Ilum because of the Kyber crystals. Like, oh. Yeah, like it. I just wish they had just a little more context, or even had spent any time on the planets before they died. I mean, I guess you got to see glimpses of them, which is more than we can say for Alderaan. But like still because you didn't all you saw was like a city that got destroyed and like you said it's like coruscant gone no coruscant somehow survives all all trilogies but, yeah but from what i understand it turns into like a shithole <laughs> you know i'm sure it's just a trash place really but anyway so they uh get together they're all together at this race day, this equinox day, and they're hanging out in this pavilion, and they're talking about what they're going to do. And <laughs> Greer brought um, alcohol called Port in a Storm, which is a famous fortified wine of Pamarth that had a reputation for taking even the strong to their knees. So, <laughs> freaking Joff. It is such a drug. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't say it's a joke, but it's all, it's a prank where she's like, here you guys go, and it's Joff and Ransom, right? That both of them are like that yep. Casterfo too, and they're like, we can take it, and it's almost like she didn't, like it wasn't like she brought it for Joff. Like I felt like she mostly did it because she doesn't like Casterfo, yep. <laughs> and she was just like, here you go, guys, wink, wink, have a sip, it's bye. Like Joff does not handle it well at all. He's just like the entire time his head is on the table, like please somebody kill me. <laughs> And then, like, is this what it's like to have my brain melt <laughs> or my skull like, melt or something? Like yeah, that. exactly. I think my skull is melting. And like, 3PO was like, um, so like, and Leia's like, I'm only one person who's not a native to Pamarth who's drank this. And Joff is like, Captain Solo, no, Chewie, <laughs> the Wookiee. And then, like, 3PO's like, oh, yeah, but no, but Captain Solo's use it from time to time. And she's like, what? And he's like, she, he's like he drank as it. Like, no, he used it as like fuel. It's like DW forty or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my goodness, that part I thought was so funny because I was like, there is no way. Like, but then I was like, this sounds like she legit tried to poison them. <laughs> yes. And she and everyone thinks it's hilarious, and then Leia's like, okay, but I kind of needed everyone on their toes today. Yes. So, so now as they're talking um they i should actually highlight this because this is kind of important they are running on the assumption that there is a mole in the senate that rin Ravin or hadrassian have a source 
within the Senate. And they're not wrong. Um, they're not <laughs> wrong at all. So they, um, they're talking about what they need to do. And Greer is like, oh, so we're not only going up against empire-worshipping people, uh, but there's their ally, and it's probably some centrist senator. And of course, Castrofo's over here like, I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to take the bait. <laughs> and so everybody don't make like... eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, so everybody like takes off, um, except for Castrofo um, and... Uh, Leia, and they have an interesting conversation here. Um, uh, she says, but I suspect more than one rogue is sympathetic to the Maxine warrior's aims. His wappish temper had been provoked. You still think we're all bloodthirsty for power. I think the desire for power can make people do terrible things. Walking away from power can be its own kind of strength. You fear authority, Ransom said. More fireworks popped overhead, sending sprays of scarlet shimmering across the entire sky. The government needs authority, but I cannot fault you for your caution, Leia. What you've lived through at the Empire's hand, at Vader's hand, no wonder you're suspicious. During the war, I imagine paranoia was the only thing that kept you alive. And friendship and love. Leia knew that Luke's selflessness to come for her in coming for her on the Death Star and Han's unspoken devotion in saving her on Hoth had not only kept her alive, but also changed the entire course of the galaxy for the better. Those things matter too, maybe more than all the rest. All right, so Lady Carice, this bitch, uh, <laughs> she's back. Kind of sucks we have to go from that lovely sentiment to Lady Carice, because we do hate her. She's like, I'm going to give the box back. I'm going to give it to Leia. Because and I'm a good person, obviously. Yeah, and she wants Leia to realize that she knows something, and and she knows that the information that she holds could destroy her. So she's she's blackmailing her essentially. Um. So she will, if you know, Leia becomes the first senator, then Le then C Lady Carice is going to use that. Well, I feel like she was trying to self justify telling leia that she knew because she wanted leia to out herself well it says here lady carice had already decided to absent herself before princess leia inspected the contents of the lot box long before the music box opened but she also wanted to somehow make it very clear that she knew absolutely everything hidden inside princess leia had to understand exactly how much lady carice knew or else she would not be nearly as grateful she would not realize that lady carice had the power to destroy her in an instant um, which I won't. Violating a royal oath is unthinkable. Lady Crease nodded, impressed with her inner nobility. <laughs> Yet with no sense of contradiction, she also remained completely un completely aware that Princess Leia was more useful to her in the Senate, still in power, but personally indebted to Lady Crease Sindian forever. If Princess Leia became first senator, Lady Crease could position herself as the one centrist able to sway their leader, the one person who got things done. She liked the sound True. of that. Blackmail, Blackmail, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then we also learn that Lady Carice is the mole. Oh my um, goodness. And this was the moment we had been uh, waiting for. Or this is what we said early on. I wonder if that's what this book is really about. And it is. Uh, yeah, so, and this is when we hear the first order for the first time. Lady Carice is like, are you really, are you going to abandon the first order now? You know, and... Um, but and so they're convinced that Casterfo is going to um join them, which I'm well, um, Hadrassian is, and but Lady Carice is like, um, he's playing you because she's seen him be friendly with Leia, and 
then it's like it's almost like both of them are arguing and they're like convincing each other that the other is right so she's like maybe we need to like she doesn't say we need to test him but it's like she she wants to turn him away from leia like once and for all and that's what convinces her to do the thing she's been putting off Right. And then we also, it's confirmed that it was the, it was Hadrassian people who attacked the Senate. Um, and of course, Carice is like pissed because she's like, I meant like a scandal. <laughs> Not bombing the Senate building. She was like, the Maxine Warriors' audacity knew no bounds. <laughs> Their political savvy, however, was not nearly so expansive. Um, but it's kind of like, um, man, what was it? I feel like this is a Star Wars thing. Like it's kind of the same thing where it's like we had a deal, and it's like the oh, it's the Lando and Vader scene where he's like, this wasn't what we talked about, and Vader's like, yeah. it's what I decided to do. Yeah, I altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. <laughs> yeah, like I think that's kind of what's going on where she's like, you bomb the Santa, and she's like, well, yeah, I wanted to, so. So then we learned that Lady Carice has been behind this whole thing. Like she, it was Lady Carice who had searched for imperial, former imperial officers and their sympathizers. Uh, she encouraged them as they organized from mere malcontents in a burgeoning paramilitary force known as the Maxine Warriors. It had been Lady Carice who convinced the centrist leaders and her faction to use the criminal front they already established through Rin Rivendai to hide their funds in order to arm and train the Maxine Warriors. There's more than one centrist who's involved in this. Um, so then Hadrassian is like, if you are not convinced that he is on our side, then you need to take action. You've got to take drastic steps here. Um, so then she's like, hold up. The Empire's rule of Riosa was difficult. He was, he's always been very clear about his contempt for Palpatine and for Vader. She's absolutely yeah, going to do it. I have just the thing. Yeah, she just absolutely screw up everything. So then, um, Joff is, you know, talking to his buddies, and they're kind of they're kind of on to on to him. He's just like, yeah, but he's like taking notes about like his buddies who are like what they're saying. He's like, and he's taking notes to pass on to Leia about like you know new recruits. Um, Castrofo, uh inspects troops with Leia. Um, they have kind of like a. I think um, this is like he's very grateful. This is really sad. The calm before the storm, because this is where he's yeah, very yeah. grateful to be her friend. Yes, this is where they're like because they're they're starting to confide in each other. Um, yeah, you know, Cass. You know, Leia. He's talking about his time and um, how he had joined. He had joined the planetary defense, but then he decided um, to go into politics. And so Leia's like, so you gave up your dream to do your duty. And he's like, is he's like, isn't that what you did? And she's like, oh, man, I, this is how I've been raised. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she was like, what dream? <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> and so then she's just kind of like, you know, like he's and so he kind of pushes her. What's your dream? And she's like, I just want to fly around the galaxy with my husband. So simple so simple um and then they're just like you know and and even though we saw in the princess and the scoundrel how that went but you know yeah exactly um she's forgetting little things right 
But Castorfo is just realizing, you know, this is a friend. I have a friend, right? So then, like, they do their thing, and they, you know, they go back, and then here comes fucking Carice. Oh. She's like, I know something you don't know. And Princess Leia has been keeping it a secret, deliberately, for decades. So, here it is. Uh, so now they have the, um, here's the, whoo, here's the big show. So now they are making their arguments about who, you know, they're, they're nominating their, um, candidates for first sen- senator. And, um, Leia's listening to this one senator just, like, singing her praises. And she's just like, yeah, that's a really weird version of my life. She makes it sound perfect, but it's not. Um. Uh, but she did like allow herself to be like, yes, I did figure out the trick with R2 with putting the, you know, the plans. She's like, I guess I did do that. I'll take credit for that. Yeah, I'll take credit for that. And, you know, she, she thinks about how like she'd given her life, you know, to her duty. And if it was to keep, put stability, keep stability in the galaxy, was it all worth it? Um, so then they're like, okay, you know, basically like a wedding, you know, whosoever objects speak now or forever hold your peace well because it's her official um nomination they officially yeah. nominate her yeah yeah so then here comes castorfo so by the way he's like i learned that we cannot trust her and she's just like no no he knows how how does he know and then that's when he just announces senator leo organa is none other than the daughter of darth vader himself and it just blows up the entire senate people are like what no this is a lie how could this be um then castrofo holds up the box and leia's like oh hey <laughs> there's that keepsake chest of mine she thought it'd been destroyed on alderaan um <clears throat> uh nobody was ever supposed to open a keepsake chest without permission but ransom opened this one now and he pulled out the music box and he started playing Bale's message. And she says here, they are using both my fathers against me. So you hear Bale announce your father has become Darth Vader. And she talks about how um, Well, real quick, let's talk about the song. About how there's not a moon on Alderaan. Oh yeah, yeah no, we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. That That's later in the chapter. That's important. That's later in the chapter. Um... Well, I was so, just thinking about her ship, that her ship is called the Mirror Oh, yeah, Blade. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. I, that I was my one and only little comment, really. Yeah, I picked up <laughs> on that one, too. They're like, there's no proof. We have no proof. All we have is this recording. Like, there, they, there's no proof. It could have been um, altered or anything. Um, and Leia was like, she could totally lie. She could, because there's no, there's no biological samples for Anakin Skywalker or Lord Vader. She could totally lie and get away with it. Um, but the doubt would still linger. Like, it would still be there. People would still be like, mm, I don't believe her. So she decides to come clean. And she says, yes, my father was Darth Vader. Um, I feel like she also could have, I mean, well, not that Leia would. Leia would never lie about it. Like, no. unless it was to Vader, because she loved to lie to him. But, like, um... You know, to the Senate, Leia wouldn't lie. But I feel like a easier lie would have just been like, I had no idea until this moment because yeah. it's obvious that thing has been 
somewhere for all that time. Also, she mentioned like no one's supposed to open it. And Lady uh Carice, Therese, whatever her name is, she doesn't she doesn't think that that we know of um when she opens it. But it's kind of just like she should have known though, because she's of those families. Right. She and so better. yeah exactly yeah so just more reasons to hate her really yeah don't like her <laughs> yeah. so now people like the centrists are like yes what a master stroke this is amazing and you know like this is great uh we have a chance um you know they're like can you imagine she being elected we would have been bowing down to another vader they're like castrofo you're amazing but castrofo is not celebrating which i was like oh yes thank god he's a good he's person devastated yes he is like he's like oh my god because he's like darth vader's daughter i have fallen under the sway of darth vader's daughter i've let her into my life into my to my deepest darkest secrets and he's just in his office just throwing up absolutely devastated by this like he even says here just imagine the ultimate remnant of the empire stood right here in this office and you didn't even know it and he remembers like he also thinks about when he made the accusation how leia imagined her to be contemptuous with her chin lifted high and her to sneer and and be like how dare you but instead she just looked pale and small she's like people are just coming after her like there's a mob and she's getting in her office well then core comes out and she's like you don't have to say and she's like yeah i don't i quit and i'm just like this little brat Dang. like i was just like like i was a little shocked actually i was like and oh. she's like she's like no you're not she's like i'm sorry you found out like this and she's like no you're not you're sorry we found out period and i was like yes and no <laughs> like but i was like core go away and she's like just for the record i haven't gone by Corey since i was a kid my name is core you should have used it and then people very... like 16 year old thing to say yeah and 3 is like so why didn't you say anything <laughs> you know he's like so why didn't well you he's like us? if you had said it i would definitely not have forgotten yeah he's like i would have made sure it was used in our offices so like leia is just she's just not handling this well um because like the one thing that's really getting to her is the fact that she's gonna have to tell ben because ben has no idea because they've been waiting for the right moment for this um but uh now she's gonna now he's gonna find out in the worst way possible um so then uh her friend ty ty lingar shows up and he's like how you doing <laughs> she's like okay yeah he's probably the only one who cares right now um so he says that there is a passage in the constitution that declares that no person should have to answer for the crimes of a parent which i thought was really interesting that that was in the constitution which on my computer gross uh so i don't know um, where it went i'm scared it's okay we'll ignore it okay anyway, this was go really on. this was really interesting about thailand he was like that's great he's like it's fine if you wanted to keep that secret to yourself but you should have never allowed us to push you into being a candidate in the first place he's like because and of this there's that <laughs> like yeah you've robbed us of our credibility and leah's like yeah you're right my there's bad that well i feel like i like i don't know i think like he's right you know like yes and we we're all screwed now 
Like, yes, we right. completely lost this election or whatever it is. But also, you know, she could have just been like, you know, I don't think about it. Like, it's just a, a thing that I know. And he's been dead and I've been doing me, which yeah, she does kind gone. of say later. I think she says it to Ransom where she's like, I've built myself to be anything but him. And right. I feel like that should give me credibility. Right. But, yeah, so anyway. she, you know, she's just like, and the fact that it's Castrofo that does this to her is also just like devastating because they had built this bridge. You know, they were friends. And then all of a sudden this happens. Then she thinks of Han and the blowback that he's going to be getting because he willingly married the child of Vader. Um, so then Greer comes in and I thought this was really interesting. And she was like, does Captain Solo know? Like, yep, he absolutely knows. He's always known. Um, so that was like, we find out later on that that was, that was it for Greer. Greer's like, all right, I'm going to stick with her. Um, okay, so here's when Leia opens up. Yeah, because Greer's loyalty box. is to Han, really. Yes, So correct. it's not, she, if she was like, oh no, that's a secret she kept from him, she'd be like, oh no. She would have been out. out. Yeah, she would have been out. But exactly. since it's like, oh, he knows and he trusts you, I guess so do I. Like, right. that's kind of how it goes. So Leia opens the box and then, you know, here comes that song, Mirror Bright Shines the Moon. And here, this is so sad. Alderaan had possessed a moon for only one day of its existence. When the Death Star appeared, little children must have looked up in awe, believing the moon from their bedtime lullaby had come to their skies at last. They would have smiled up at it, pointed their tiny fingers, sung the song. Leia squeezed her eyes shut, trying not to imagine it. Those who you loved, who loved you, but are gone. Those who kept you safe and warm. So now here comes the message from Bale. Um, she listens to the same message that was in the um, the Senate. It was played, but then there's more. You know where um, Bale was like, you know. I hope to have told you all this myself. I hope we have enjoyed many more happy years as a family, that we would have seen the Empire fall and we would have gone forth together to find General Kenobi and your brother. If so, this recording can serve only one purpose. You must be listening after my death, so let this be my chance to say once again how much I love you. No other daughter could have ever brought me more joy. Please know that my love for you and your mother's love endures long past our deaths. We are for, forever with you, Leia, in your brightest triumphs and your darkest troubles. Always know that we are by your side. She couldn't resist. She could resist no more. At long last, Leia put her head down on her desk and allowed herself to weep. Because she talks about how she has not allowed herself to cry in the 20 in a long plus time. Years. Yeah. 20 years she already. cried when it happened, but then after that, she hasn't allowed herself to cry. For Alderaan well, and her parents. He doesn't talk about it a lot. Well, and a little later she does say um that she well, oh no, that's about when she found out um that Vader was her father, that she cried with Han the night she found out. Yes. Um, but yeah, that wasn't necessarily for Alderaan. Although she does a lot of mourning for Alderaan in the Princess and the Scoundrel, which of course did come out after this book did, but like um it she doesn't have like a full-on breakdown the way it's like depicted here 
where she's just right. like, my parents are gone. I built myself up and then it didn't matter. And now they're using everything against me. And yep. my husband's not answering the phone. Like, it's just all, it all sucks. And like, my friends betrayed yeah. me. It's a rough day for Cor her. Right is now. A Cor is a core. Core's name is Core. Like, it's just, yeah, exactly. It gets worse and sadder. And it's just, yeah. Oh. So then, next chapter 24, Joff and Greer are talking about this. Joff could hardly wrap his mind around the idea of Vader as a man like any other who must have fallen in love and fathered twin children. Then again, the story could be far, far darker. Do you think Darth Vader assaulted Queen Amidala? He ventured. I thought of that last night, Greer said heavily. But no, I've helped the senator research Queen Amidala, so I plugged in some of the data last night. The Queen died before the first records of Vader ever appeared. So a man named Anakin Skywalker had become a Jedi Knight, fought courageously in the Clone Wars, and won the love of a Senator Queen, and still chosen and it's still chosen to become a monster. Joff shuddered. I mean, it's so much more deeper than that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the abridged Spark Notes version. Yes. So, you know, and right. it is kind of like how you would talk about things you know 20 or 30 years or I, in this case you know 40 like 45 years after they happen where it's like you know think about stuff that happened like 45 years ago now because even now we'll be like oh yeah the twin towers fell but i mean even though we have all those memories of the fallout and everything like that and we're like yeah and now we have terrible airport security like it's that's a, a really abbreviated version but that's just how people talk yeah, about it because exactly. it's been so long Exactly. Joff and Greer are like, yep, nope, we're sticking with Princess Leia. So then um, they're actually there to meet Princess Leia, and she's like, you know, she wants to continue the mission. He, she's like, you pretended to be my friend, so why aren't you out there celebrating? He's like, you're accusing me of pretending? And you hid your entire identity? She's like, no, I this is, this is really me. This is really me. She's like, my birth father has nothing to do with any of this. And and Ransom's like, how can we trust you? You know, he talks about how, like, uh, how the things that went wrong during the war against the Empire. And she's like, seriously? Seriously? I was tortured by that motherfucker. He made me watch my planet get destroyed. And you're accusing me of being an empire, imperial spy? And so they're, they're just sitting here arguing. Are you are you are you? Like, yeah, that's Ransom why I like, think that that uh, that little thought where he's like, "Huh, interesting that the Death Star was destroyed so easily." Like, I think that's well, what that was here where thought. he's like, "That wasn't his thought. That was a a centrist senator's thought. That was like he was listening. That wasn't him thinking that. That was he was listening to other centrist senators." Yeah, but it's so still was... like it's part of planting his suspicion on yeah, Leia. Yeah. Either she's like, my real father is Bail Organa. And he's like, and he and in my in his mind, he's like, why would he do that? Why would he take in a child of somebody who's so corrupt and monstrous? Like, what the fuck? Like, gosh, <laughs> maybe because children are innocent. Right. I mean, I guess there's the whole nature versus nurture argument, but still. Like, maybe yeah, because he thought so, he was making a difference. So Castro was like. You know how much I hate it. I hate Vader. What he's done to me. And Leia's like, what he's done to you? She's like, can you imagine this monster tortures you for hours, makes you watch your planet die, and then you find out that was your father? Like, do you not see where I'm coming from here? And so then Castor was like, 
huh, she actually really is angry. Like, this is real. Like, he was really shocked that she was, like, real. Like, she was, like, that, that she really was angry about this. And then, of course, she's like, my son. How am I supposed to explain this to my son now? He's going to find out from news sources instead of me. And she's like, and he's like, you have a chance to tell him. Like, why are you blaming me for this? And she's like, uh, I didn't find his own blood. She's away from me. And she destroys his uh, royal guard helmet and leaves. And, you know, <laughs> as she should, really. Yeah, exactly. And um, this was really interesting. This part here was because, like, the droid is like, we can press charges. He's like, no no charges no repair crews nothing i will handle this myself um and he pricks his finger puts his thumb to his mouth and he tastes blood so i was like okay there's some there's that that's in there for a reason there's something important here okay so now chapter 25 leia addresses the senate and she tells them she said he told me on the day preceding the battle of endor so she's telling them i had no idea until the very end of the war against the empire she said my which effort- i was thinking about that because i was like in my mind i was thinking that he came back and then told her but he actually tells her that he's gonna go fa- like luke is the heat yeah, yeah, yeah. that luke yeah. tells her i'm gonna go face my father and in that same, in same conversation breath, like, that's also yeah. my sister kind of has the force also yeah and right so, yeah, 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 yeah. which yeah, i had forgotten about but it's kind of like um which is Something I forgot about till just now is that when Luke leaves, Leia doesn't want to talk to Han. And kind of when you're oh. watching it, it feels very abrupt where she's like, I just want to be alone right now. And Han gets all like haughty about it and leaves. But, um, you know, looking back at it after this book and after Princess and the Scoundrel, it's like because she's like, that's when she realizes, oh, crap. It's not just, oh, I have a brother and it's luke and then everyone is you know the joke is like oh he kissed me that one time you know like okay right. we don't care about that but like the um you know like it's just that entire realization where she's like oh i suddenly know my family oh it's bad oh it's the worst it's yeah, literally it's the, the worst, worst case it's scenario worst. yeah exactly aside from poor ray which is right. oh the emperor is the <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Bray's got it worse, yeah. <laughs> so she says here, my efforts to accept this lasted a long time. In a very real sense, I still struggle with this knowledge, and I expect that I always will. Whenever she talked with Luke about their birth father, this was the part where he'd refused to use the name Darth Vader. He was Anakin Skywalker when he fell in love with our mother, Luke would say, taking her hand gently in his. And he became Anakin Skywalker again in the last hour of his life. He came back from the dark side, Leia. They said it could never be done, but our father did it. He made that journey because of his love for us. Leia believed Luke. She could feel that truth within him. But it was difficult for her to find solace in this the way Luke did. How could Vader torture her without mercy if he had that good inside? He still, he'd still had the power to make the right choice, but had instead forced her to suffer. And she's right. Yeah. Because he did. He, I, you know, he, he could have still, turned back at any real moment. But he was, was just so, it, it's just, and it's so interesting to me because, like, this is like, you know, remember when I said that after watching Rebels that I felt that um, Leia, uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka had like broken, kind of broken through to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, 
I mean, we, but now we see that both in Kenobi. Kenobi takes place before Rebels. And in Rebels, you know, Kenobi breaks one side of the mask and you briefly see Anakin before he Darth Vader again. And in Rebels, breaks the mask, the other side of the mask, briefly see Anakin again before he's Darth Vader again. And I, I still think that Ahsoka had something to do with like that awakening kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, how she like uh, literally and um, metaphorically broken through to Anakin. Um, but it just wasn't quite enough. And it wasn't. Yeah. I kind of wonder if he, like, I kind of wonder if Ahsoka um, for, well, the, okay. I'm going to start this entire sentence over. So <laughs> in Kenobi, <laughs> he is, you know, when he's like, you didn't do this to me, I did. Like, right. you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. It's more like he's saying, I'm so far gone. I'm just, this is my fate. I have to live in this guilt of everything I've done. And at that right. point, it had already been a lot of evil stuff. And yeah, by years. the time we get to Ahsoka, I kind of wonder, to the scene of Ahsoka and him fighting in Rebels, I wonder if he could have killed her, but just wanted her to win the fight. Like, he just wanted her to go ahead and kill him. Yeah, but, it's so Because so it, it was still going when Ezra did his little time Saber, travel thing right. and saved her. Yeah. So, like, spoilers for Rebels, by the way. It's <laughs> Always. just so interesting because I think it, I think it goes to show that Obi-Wan, Padme couldn't get to him. Yeah, he Obi -Wan did kind couldn't of get to throw him. Padme off to the side. Yeah, Padme couldn't get to, could not get through to Anakin. Obi-Wan could not get through to Anakin. Ahsoka could not get through to Anakin. But Luke could. Because it was like... I think it was Luke plus 20 years. 20 years of yes. thinking about it and reflecting on it and everything. Because I feel like if he had known that Leia was his daughter, and I, like, I don't think he ever would have tortured her. I think and, he would have, you know? yeah. I, you and I've had this conversation before. Like, I think yeah. if Vader hadn't had known that Leia was his daughter, I don't think he would have tortured her either. But I don't think he would have been. I think he would have still been kind of an ass to her. But something to like get her to join him. You know, like I the think way he, he would have been a little more like how Anakin was with Ahsoka, where it's like he was very protective of her, but trained her really hard, but. In the sense that he was he was on the dark side, you know, and right. Also, in there was a line that you just read that was really interesting when I read it, which was um, that they said it couldn't be done. Let no one had come back from the dark side before, so maybe he just felt like that was it, you know. Yeah. But it was like that Luke was telling because everyone else was like, "Anakin, come back," and he was like, "It'll not be done." But maybe it was also just because Luke stood for the beginning because the Jedi were gone. So yes. Luke was like, I like he's standing there saying, this is how I'm going to write the narrative. Like, you don't have to follow the narrative anymore. And even though we know in canon now that there were other Jedi out there, like Ezra Bridger, uh, hopefully Cal Kestis out there somewhere, you know, Um you know, it's not like he was the only Jedi, but as far as Vader knew, he was. And well, he and this was is, this just... is this is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to that. People are like so annoyed that there's they think that 
that George Lucas retconned Obi-Wan's line in the a new hope where he said the Jedi are all but extinct. Okay, Obi-Wan is operating under the assumption that all the Jedi are dead. Okay. He he thinks well, he, dead. well and George Lucas soft retcons himself all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. So but anyways, my point is my people point can is, chill really. And somebody actually brought this up. They were like, even there were like ten thousand Jedi at the time of Order 66. Even if Palpatine had killed 99% of them, there still would be like Two to three hundred Jedi running around, so um, it makes sense. On top of that, and this is this is where I get so peeved with people because they're like they think that having all these Jedi running around cheapens Luke's part in Anakin Skywalker's redemption arc. And I'm like, no, it does not. Because I mean, it like if it cheapens anything, it's just the idea that Luke was the only one that could have pulled off the rebellion situation. Right. Which also isn't, which I think that kind of cheapens the idea of the rebellion. If you really only have the one person that can do it. But that's almost the point of the original trilogy is that it took all of these people. That's why you had like Lando had to come back and do stuff and Han had to come back and do it. Like it was about so much more than Luke Skywalker. But I think people just remember that Luke Skywalker was the hero of the trilogy. Right. But so, he it doesn't. My yeah, point like is, said, it's not having all these Jedi running around does not cheapen his part in Anakin Skywalker's redemption arc because none of those Jedi could bring Anakin Skywalker back because they have no connection to him. Like, Cal Kestis may know the name Anakin Skywalker. He probably knows the name Anakin Skywalker because Anakin Skywalker was one of the greatest Jedi. So he he will absolutely know the name of Anakin Skywalker. Ezra Bridger is familiar with him because Kanan, he's watched holocrons of him teaching. Uh, but none of them have the connection that Luke has. You really think Ezra Bridger's going to go up to Darth Vader and be like, you need to come back to the light? Like, Vader would just chop him in half. Now, if his son had come up to him and was like, hey, you need to come back to the light, he's like, oh, my son believes in me. Huh, that's something to think about. You know what I mean? So, like, it pisses me off when people are like, it cheapens Luke's part in Anakin Skywalker's redemption. No, it does not! Because none of those people would have brought Anakin Skywalker back. None of them. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, even, and like I said, even with Ahsoka, I think it wasn't like, he wasn't going to come back f to the light for her, but he was more like, I don't really want to kill Ahsoka, because he could have killed her, I think. He wanted her to join him. I mean, so, same thing with Well, Luke, yeah. You know. He's lonely, though. <laughs> That's, yeah, I just, lonely. my favorite non-canon Vader is the how it should have ended. Like, I have a son? This is wonderful! <laughs> this is wonderful! And the Emperor's like, oh, He's gonna be like this for days, and then in the background, like I've got kids, everybody. <laughs> like, uh, favorite. Anyway, where are we in the story? Sorry, I lost my. We place. got it's uh, okay. okay. We got way off. So track, she, but, yeah, yeah. You know. Sorry, I mean it's still not off topic, but it's still there. it's it's fine. um okay. So she's had her um she ransom. Oh no, it's to, um to after she's giving her yeah, speech yeah. to the Senate. She's like my mother's Padme Amidala Naberi. She was um a queen and then she was a senator. Yeah, and doesn't then... my cool mom mean anything? Her yeah, mom, my mom was is arguably awesome. like yeah. the she was coolest like, she person. She stood up against Palpatine, you know? And then and she also is like, My mother is my mother is every bit as much a part of me as my father. Her courage in her own political career has always informed my own role as a senator. And as for my father, 
I can think of no more powerful example of the dangers of ultimate power. That is why I've always identified as populist, why I have always warned against the concentration of political authority, and even why I agreed to run for first senator to keep such authority from ever being so poisonously misused again. Um, yeah, you so, fools. Yeah. Where is your logic? Like, think here for a second. Okay, then here comes Carice. Lady Carice. Oh my god. Which how is. is anybody not super super um suspicious of Carice right now? Because it was uh, her idea oh. to do the first senator thing. But then the I guess they don't she, there's a reason because it says in the book, because she was like she makes herself so um you know like she, she makes herself so vain. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, true story. And that's what there's like that. throws people off. Kind of like Mon Mothma in Andor, where she's like I just act annoying in the Senate so that they don't know what I'm really doing. If I could just be a nuisance to them in the Senate, they don't know that I'm actually out here trying to destroy the empire, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a front. It's a front. So then here comes Lady Crease and she's like, okay, fine. Maybe we should. Maybe we could um, trust Leia. But what about her brother? Has he? Is he like her? Notice or how that doesn't go over as well. A ton of people seem to really like Luke. Oh, yeah. And I have a theory, actually. So, remember in The Last Jedi, when Leia was like, use my code. They're in, they're in Crate. She says, use my code. Use my personal code. Get word out there. We need help. And nobody listens. But then when Luke shows up, and um he does the whole thing with kylo and then that's what like that's what um uh galvanizes people into action for the rise of skywalker so my theory is it's because of this this oh, whole that thing and that's why nobody's listening to leia like for whatever the people in the resistance are listening to leia because they believe in her but people outside the resistance are not listening to leia because of this whole thing with darth vader but luke people love luke you know um but like uh um but she's like how do we know he's not out there using the force for evil like um uh, like his father and like it's just like you bitch how fucking dare you and she's like i mean yeah he claims but we don't know you well know? somebody points out they're like why would he completely remote himself yeah, if his whole goal was power, and that's yeah. like, yeah, why would he do that? And exactly, Thailand is like, he doesn't want power. Yeah, Thailand's like he's been living a living a private life, and on top of that, Senator Visley Vickley reminded us yesterday: New Republic does not blame children for the sins of their parents, and this is no time to begin. And so then um, they accept the withdrawal of um, uh, of her candidacy. Then. The moderator droid's like, oh, by the way, we need to approve her brief leave of absence from her duties. And she's like, well, fuck, I forgot about that. And the centrists are like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go on your little vacation. You know, give your time to think about what's come. Um, Which, is this not a red flag that, um, well, I mean, I guess that's the point of the rest of the scene is that she's like, oh, like Ransom's going to shoot this down because he knows what it's for. Right, but, but then, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Nope, but he doesn't. I was like, how is this not a red flag for Lady Carice, who, well, I guess because she doesn't know what Leia yeah. knows. Yeah, But then exactly. also, it's just like, 
I don't know. I feel like I would be suspicious of it's like, oh, a pre-arranged thing because she knew Leia was snooping around. So I don't right. know. I was right. just like, interesting that, I mean, the whole point is that he lets her go. And like, yeah, yeah exactly. we, we know that. Exactly. But the fact that no one else is like, that's kind of odd that you pre-requested this before this broke out. I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't completely track, but I guess it's fine. That's not the point of the scene. Right. So now that's that's all done. The Senate's moved on. Um, Leia, Grief, and... God damn. Leia, Greer, and Joff um, are continuing their plans. And we find out why Grief... Greer, for the love of God. <laughs> we find out why Greer uses that serum. It's because she has blood burn. Blood burn Which... is a syndrome that sometimes uh befell space travelers was there hints about her health earlier because i know there was stuff there was about hints of, like a secret like that something yeah Leia the secret was that she her. had um because joff thought it was weird that she would just quit racing to work for yeah and that it's was kind of, of the blood burn. It. yeah it's that was the, the only yep. thing though i kind of wish they had put the med droid scene earlier and yeah, then that is hinting it because it almost felt like and also she has a secret because that was like what one chapter ago the medroid scene and yeah, now yeah and i was like eh, i don't know if all well, of the then, weird like, mysterious stuff well, added up for that joff okay. was like joff was like oh this makes sense why you always stay back on the ship that you're never out and about you always hang it back in the ship is because of the you get um, too you get too crazy it'll it, yeah, the blood it accelerates so, this terminal illness. Right. So blood burn was a syndrome that sometimes befell space travelers, particularly those who began extraorbital flights young, as Greer had. Nobody knew precisely what caused it, but blood burn remained rare enough that people didn't let it stop them from flying. Every space traveler knew it could happen, though. One day your blood could turn on you and begin the long, long slow process of stoking fevers higher and higher until finally your brain was fried and you were gone. Hadira's serum treated blood burn. It didn't cure it. No cure had ever been found. Um, so then Dr. Colony is, you know, she's yelling at her like, what the hell? You knew this. You know, why are you doing this? Um, and Joff's like, oh, so that's why you always stay behind the ship. That's why she gives you a chance to back out every time. Yep. That is so, why, yes. So then this was really precious. Like, Joff is like, okay, so you need to sleep. You need hydration. Um, let's just, let's, let's just get you to do this stuff. And he starts crying. I'm like, you sweet boy. Well, like and crying. it's apparently a thing on his yes, planet. Crying openly was considered a virtue on, uh, Gatalinta, proof of a caring heart. Joff had learned the rest of the galaxy tended to prefer it when people tried to hold it together. And he'd gotten pretty good at that, but he had his limits too. It's just, you know, you're great. And this shouldn't be happening. It's not fair. Her expression crumpled. And you know, like, thank you for right. saying it's that. Nobody's fair. ever said it before, but it's not fair. It's not. Joff wasn't sure which one of them hugged the other first, but they hung on for so long it didn't matter. <laughs> you sweet boy, I so knew I liked sad. you for a reason. Oh my god. Leah has um she's sending out messages. I think she sent one for Ben. I think the only well no, it's Han. I'm sorry. She's just she, sending it to Han. Well, she definitely sent one to Ben. Yeah, she definitely she sent, she sent that one to Ben first. a while back. Yeah. So now she's sending one to Han. She's like, this is what we're doing. 
Over and over, Leia spoke into the void, not knowing when or if the people she loved most would hear her. She knew why it had to be this way, but never before had her separations from Han, Ben, and Luke been more difficult to bear. Only once in her life had she felt so lonely, without her father or her fellow rebellion officers or Mon Mothma, or these three men she loved so dearly to support her. That had been on the Death Star in the wake of Alderaan's destruction. Luke and Han had saved her then. Now she would have to stand alone. And then the last thing she says to him is, I love you. And that's the end of the chapter. And that's the cliffhanger we that's the <laughs> decided to end on. So now she's go- she's about to go with her band of merry men minus core and um yes. What's his face? Uh Castrofo. They're going to go figure out everything and and I'm assuming they're going to lead it all back to Lady Carice and but it's going to be too late cuz <laughs> yeah, it's going to be too late. As we know, the first order does rise from rise. the ashes. Yeah, it's and it's a whole I do really like how the book is showing how the Republic fell again, because that yeah. was the big complaint about the sequels, which was what was even the point of the OT if we're we're just right back where we started 30 years later. Um, yeah, I like this book because it, it really like parallels uh, our his- like history of, you know, our galaxy or our world, how. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I I talked about this before about how after when Germany held the Olympics for the uh, first time again after Hitler's rule, they were like, "This is going to be a happy games. We're not going to we're not going to have a bunch of security. Everybody's going to be happy, happy, happy." And then what happened? The Israeli team was killed by terrorists. You know, yeah. and and so it just you know it just shows how when you're fighting so hard against authority when it's something that you really need what you really need to do is just make sure the authority doesn't get out of control so you got to learn to control the authority not fight against it and so it's i yeah no i love the politics of this book i think it's just so incredibly fascinating yeah and it's i'm not completely sold i mean i guess it depends but just the way that everyone turned on leia so quickly because I feel like there would be a lot more people that are like, eh, she didn't know until she was older. But it's really just the, well, I will say, though, that obviously the centrists, they might not care, but they're on board for the, uh, well, and I, I think they're getting tur- rid of her. I think so. they turned on her so quickly because Vader was an incredibly terrifying menace to the galaxy for 20 fucking years. You know, you spoke, you hear the name of, you you whispered the name of Vader. The man was so terrifying. And to find out that one of your more influential senators is his daughter, that's a lot to take in. I mean, that would freak anybody out. Like, do we have a, do we have another Vader on our hand? You know, rising in power? Um, in Legends, it's in the Heir to the Empire books. Um, she goes to visit the Wookiees. And they call her Lady Vader. <laughs> oh no, that's bad. <laughs> I read that. This was years ago when I read this. But I was like, oh shit, they call her Lady Vader. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but It's a little repulsive. But yeah, but okay. like, it, you know, they... Vader was a household name that was... That a, a terrifying that household was a terrible thing you know and and so he terrorized the galaxy for 20 years and to find out that your most popular influential senator is the daughter of a monster that's a big shock and 
I feel that's like it true. turned anybody away. And the fact that she, and she kept it a secret for 20 something years. And I think that's what really pissed off people is that she kept it a secret for so long. I guess that I'm kind of on Leia's side where I'm like, I don't see how more people aren't saying, but look at all the good she did. But I right. guess you could see like from someone that's younger that doesn't know her like younger like if we're talking about Castrofo for instance um and even though he's just gotten to know her he it just occurs to him like he has it's not like she's a lifelong friend right. like and they haven't known each other that long and she's like so you just pretended to be my friend and like i don't and i feel like in the beginning of the book they were not pretending they like openly hated each, hated other. each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the beginning of the book, they, they so, got like, to know each other. They opened up with one yeah. another. And... So it is really sad. I feel like they're setting up Greer to die. Um. Oh please no. <laughs> yeah, just because it's like I feel like when someone's terminally ill at the end of the during the climax, they're like, "I will sacrifice myself. I've been living on borrowed time this whole time," and <laughs> sure. that kind of kills Point. me. But it's also like whatever <laughs> it's your choice it's your choice Greer but yeah. <laughs> I don't know I also wonder because none of these people are in the sequels unless they're background characters that we haven't right. I haven't watched the sequels in a while but didn't you just watch one didn't you just watch The Rise of Skywalker no no I haven't watched them in a while okay I feel like you maybe it was just the soundtrack or something I felt like you said that you had just watched it no, I've been um, listening to the soundtracks. Oh, maybe that was it then. Um, but yeah, unless they're like random background characters, because that one of the pilots actually I thought was familiar, but I didn't look them up to see if it, they were um, an on-screen character or not. Because um, I feel like not if like they're all great characters in like obviously, but there's got to be a reason why none of them are in the sequels unless they're all you know like rebels. Sit, like the rebels cast situation where it's like well they were there just not there like they right. they were fighting they just weren't fighting the same battles as our you know our ensemble in the original trilogy so right um but yeah that was 10 chapters of bloodline next week we're going to be finishing it um and after that we've decided we're going to start reading a certain point of view the first one which is short a collection of short stories and there are many of them and it's if you're unfamiliar with a certain point of view, well, I guess we'll talk about it more next week. But long story short, it's just a bunch of short stories that kind of round out the um a new hope. the original movie. Yeah. A new hope. Um, also next week we're gonna be starting our talk about the Bad Batch introduction arc in the last season of the Clone Wars. Uh, because we went through the Bad Batch season one earlier this year. And we realized we didn't do that, even though it's actually the first we see of the Bad Batch. Um, and the rest of the year, we have one episode where we're just going to reflect a little bit. Um, we're going to be finishing out that arc in the Clone Wars. And I don't know, we might come up with something else in the meantime. But uh, Bad Batch Season 2 is supposed to be in January, right? January 4th. So That's it's coming up pretty quick. and. Yeah, we've got a lot going We're on. like three weeks or a month. A month we're, out. Yeah, we're nearly a month out. So the seventh, December seventh, will be at a month from it. Four weeks from it. One, two, three, four. December seventh will be four weeks from 
Bad Batch season two, which I'm so fucking scared to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm sure at least the first episode will be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Got to come back on a high note. So, yeah, there's yeah, that. Exactly. Well, anyway, um, I'm Annie. Hi, Marianne. And join us again next time to figure out whether or not we're forcing it. Bye. Bye.